Judy Gold. I'm the host, the creator. I do everything for this podcast. Um, I have no help. By the way, Hennessy's here. He does nothing. Aloha. And we have Patrick back. I'm the eye candy. You know, Patrick went away for a little while because he got mad at me. And then... Na- you and then, his kill me now moment. Yeah. And then now Seth is, is you know, in charge, which he thinks he is. And... Uh, you know, he thinks he's great, and he's not that great. That's the thing about Seth. Okay. Um, before I introduce our guest, who I'm real, I've been fucking. You you don't know how many DM Twitter messages for the past two years. Please do my podcast. Please do my podcast. Please. Finally, fucking finally, on the Friday before Christmas. But I'm gonna tell you a very sad kill me now moment. Kill me now. I go to therapy, okay, on Wednesday. By the way, I've had an ear infection, so I was, I've was i been dizzy. But anyway, I go to therapy, and I'm leaving therapy, and I'm walking across 82nd and West End, and I, I go to call Elisa, and my foot gets caught in some fucking thing in the street, and I went flying in the middle of the street, and I landed on my elbow, my bad knee and my wrist. I am in the fucking worst pain. I feel like I was in a car accident. Two guys had to come pick me up. Shut up. And Panina, my, my sister-in-law and niece are here, Panina and Danya, were Jews. Um, and Panina said, why Why did two guys have to pick you up? That's how fucking mean my family is. Okay? Anyway, so, you know how like an, when an older person has a bad fall... And they're like, that's it. This is the beginning of the end. I feel like this is the beginning of my end. I I, and it, I am in such fucking pain. My wrist hurts. Like, my whole fucking body hurts. My back, my knee. Yeah, I mean, you were an athlete for... I mean, you are an athlete, but you know what I mean? You, what are you fucking laughing at? That happens. And you're tall, so... And I'm fat. Mm, debatable. I don't think you're fat. Okay, but anyway, I just, so I'm just letting you know, it was embarrassing, and I screamed. I went, the phone went flying, and I went, ah, and that, like, and I oh, feel like, I feel like was. those guys came to help me up. They're like, would you like to call an ambulance? I'm literally laying in the middle of the street, like, ow, well, you can either call an ambulance, or you're going to have to move over to, it's like, Th- fuck you, York. do you, <laughs> you got to get out of the street. I'm like, I'm fucking, and then they leave, they leave me there, I'm like, limping, it was horrible. Okay, so that's my fuck shit fucking therapist upper west side fuck anyway uh, guess who's here bell. today jen kirkman ladies and gentlemen thank you jen i have been dying to have you on this podcast i've been dying to come on and then i realized you know what is so funny is you had given me your number last year and i transposed as a word one digit incorrectly so i've been what? texting not you who i don't know and they never wrote back and they never wrote back to say you know this so you thought number. i was ghosting you I just thought, oh, she's probably someone who gets sent a lot of texts and would rather DM me. And I was like, so I would text you and then be like, DM you, like, hey, I just texted. But I would say personal things. Like, so the person was probably like, what a crazy person. So, (laughs) and then when you just gave me your number again this week, I'm like, oh, so someone out there. Somewhere out there. Oh, sorry. I I should mention my name on another episode. By the way, Eddie Brill took this weird credit for me going to Emerson College, and he's wrong about the whole trajectory of my comedy in Emerson. Uh, Really? That's so uh, interesting that Eddie Brill would uh, (laughs) exaggerate and take credit for something. You could not major. (laughs) Eddie Brill. You could not major in comedy at Emerson College when I went there. It was a piece of shit school with a a take yourself too seriously theater department. And I said to them, I'd like to get into comedy and. Kristen Linklater said it was depraved. 
this link letter? Yeah. Oh, by the way, you know, you know, this is the Jew bell. I love the Jew bell. I'm a you big know, fan this of the is show. the Jew bell. But that was my so anything point. remotely Jewish, or I'm just explaining to yeah. my sister-in-law and my niece. Okay, but go I ahead. I was so upset because you kept hitting the Jew bell for me, and I'm like, I'm not Jewish. I know. It's so weird that I'm not. I know, not. but and I, you know, I I do research, and I was like, I can't fucking. I mean, like, your name is Jewish. I mean, your face isn't Jewish. Well, Kirk Mann, I just found out is from is German. From, is from Manchester, England. Oh, Kirk man. So the, the Kirk is the not the least right. Jewish part. But you have German and Polish in you. I'm German and Polish on yeah. my grandmother. So inside. how many Jews do you think they killed? Well, maybe maybe we were maybe we <laughs> were, were. Yeah, you don't know. Jewish. Oh, no. You don't wait. Jewish. Yeah, you could. You should do your DNA thing. My dad, he, I know. I don't feel like sticking my cells in an envelope. I feel like they're I know. doing that for bad. But it's you know what it is is I was raised on comedy and then I lived in New York for so long and I feel like comedy is Jewish so anyone who's in it has a Jewish right. vibe. Right. If they're doing comedy correctly. If you right. don't, then you're a terrible comic. Right. I agree. So, and I feel that people's sense of humor is getting un-Jewy and that's why there's no, that's why there's all this on Twitter like, well, you should really rethink that. No, I should No, shut you the fuck understand. up. Shut, shut your fucking or mouth. Like if I complain. Go with it, you fuckhead. and they're like, there's worse things going on in the world. I'm like, yeah, no, it's all under the umbrella of I understand everything's terrible. Right, but, but also, yeah. the hotel I'm staying in does not have Christmas decorations right. up and I think it's weird and the manager couldn't explain why. Right. So why can't I be upset? Are you in a kosher hotel? No, I just think it's, it's, <laughs> it's hipster. There's Where some, are you? Where well, are you staying? What part air, of town? Is this going to air when I... No, no, no. This we have. This is not going to air till the 30th. Like, I'm worried. I'm going to be... I'm at the January. refinery. January. What's oh, okay. this airing? <gasps> You're our 2018! You're our first guest. Which is going to be a good year because we're oh, going to no. take over fucking... We're going to take over. You You're think? the first new guest. I'm yeah. confident in that. Okay. Well, we're going to discuss that. steal it again. No, they're not. Okay. Because... No. I fucking hate them. I fucking... Fuck... How many times a day do I say how much I hate them? Who? The fu- Trump and oh, okay. it's fucking. No, no, you meant specifically oh, like right. a certain. Men's I thought this morning, and by the time we hear this, maybe it will have happened. But I was told by my firing, by you know, the Jared Kushner would be today. I'm waiting. Really? And I wanted to go to six 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 Fifth Avenue and just take a shit outside of it. I can't walk by Trump. Um, oh, Kushner, sorry. I can't walk by. <laughs> Without giving that fucking building the finger. I, I'm not kidding. It's, it's like having, it's literally like Mr. Potter, It's a Wonderful Life. Right. Or, or a, like a superhero movie that I've right. never seen. But it's lit, I can't believe. It is a movie called, uh, uh, an evil rich man in New York right. City who has a building with his name on it. Right. Is the, like, and then all the, those buildings what? on the West Side Highway, too. There's like a million of them. Ugh. I hate him. Anyway. I hate him. It's like the so, bad guy in Inspector Gadget. This is why you go on voice probation, okay? It's time because for Hennessy VP. To... So you are in a VP, Jen. Yes. Um, you've written two books. Yeah. You've done two specials. Yep. The second one, they fucked everyone and gave fifty thousand specials. So I think one person saw the second one, and it doesn't matter. You know, it's it's you know when I did a special, my first, I did uh, HBO in nineteen ninety five. Yeah, and it was a big thing. You know what I mean? Because it wasn't like everyone was getting. And now it's like a fucking factory. I know. I, my audience got smaller after my second special. It blew up after my first, and then it, now it's back. It's yeah. That's why I'm going to do an album. You know why? Because I feel so like cooler. that's how I listened to comedy growing up. Yeah. And when you do an album, or, or when you're a when you listen to comedy on, as a fan on, on an album, and you go see that performer, you want to see those bits in person. It's not like you're like I don't want to hear that bit. I do you know what I mean? About that. You know, like right. when you do it on a uh, when you do a special, a Netflix special, it's like uh, I saw her do that bit. But when you hear it and then you see it in person, it's a whole different That's, fucking. I've never thought of that. It's so true because there's stuff that you're like, wait, what are they laughing at? I didn't right. see what she just. Did. Right, right, right. For sure, I'm sure people oh, listen to your guys' albums before they come and see your show. Just like I only have one. I'm getting another concert, one. I'm gonna know? do a bunch because I have so many, fu- so much fucking I, material, I, I and no one will get. I've aged out. 
Yes, I've aged out. Hey, welcome to the Hebrew home for the you aging. Know who I don't want to hear talk what? anyone under forty. I literally don't care. <laughs> well, what, what about my niece? Like, my well, niece is here. Let me tell life, you. But not as a. Are you a comedian? No, oh, I'm gonna. No one in my family. You can ask my sister-in-law. I am the fucking. It. I, no one knows where I came from. Is that correct? Yeah. So because you guys are more shy. It's shy. It, there. If you met my siblings, you'd be like, where. Did you even grow up in the same <laughs> fucking state? I'm not kidding. They're yeah. So Danya, yeah. I'm so proud of her. She's the um, she's my niece. She's the oldest of the generation of kids of my, and she's a principal at a charter school. And some of her, she's 28. What? There's, I didn't even know you. And she, yes, of and some of her uh, employees, teachers, are teachers she had as a kid. Like she's their boss. She's 28 yeah, years old. That's awesome. She's fucking youngest principal. I mean, she's amazing. Do you walk past the administrative I, office, like flipping them off? Just be like, yeah. Yeah, get me a Like, she has so much help. responsibility. That's she's 28. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my her brother is, uh, he's going to be a water lawyer, an environmental lawyer. So he went, he got his master's in water. Oh my God! I and just um, such hope and then now he's in law school. Because yesterday I had to teach a barista at Starbucks <laughs> yeah. what when cream goes bad, what it looks like, and he didn't. No he way! Was, he wanted to keep it out, and I, it was literally. I go, "This is yogurt." He goes, "No, it's cream." I go, "No, it's not literally." I'm saying it looks like yogurt. You got to put this back. Right. It's curdled. He goes, uh, "I think it just sits that way." I go, this- "Shut up!" Uh, please. <laughs> Shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> okay. So now. Anyway. But Jen, I'm, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do who I thought you were and who you are. I so, have a story about you from when we were younger. Uh oh, go go go. Is, oh, it, okay. is it good? Can yeah, I guess? Beautiful. Oh, you. And I hate when people say this to me. Not like anyone says this to me, but you know what I'm saying. Like I hate anything that makes me feel like I'm calling the other person old, which I'm not. Oh, I'm old. so old. I'm 55. I'm 43. Fe- You're I mean, young. That's younger. That's right. Young. Like, look at this. Look at these gels. Sisters. I don't see like gels. a little bit. Sisters. Don't I look like Jane right here with my sister? Don't you can talk. Things. You don't have to. Um... No, you do not look All right. Jane. Okay, Jane. Sorry, Jewish. Go. But I realized <laughs> that I think I think I was bothering you to do a show. It was like some kind of benefit. This is pre-9-11, but I'm talking right. like a week before. Okay. It was like a, a friend of mine and I were all into like the women being oppressed by yeah. the Taliban. And we did some like benefit for them or something. We made these flyers. It was going to be at Caroline's. It was an all-women show. Right. We loved you. We used to see you all the time. Your stuff about your mother. And when I like started out i the first bits i ever did were about my mom but i hadn't seen you yet but i think i got the idea from howard stern right and then i saw you and i'm like oh my god it just can i just say how many people like point to the bell if i miss one now (laughs) it takes like a minute and then we're guests are like bring the bell ring the bell all right go ahead yeah, go ahead. Um, anyway, so we we asked you to do it, and I just love uh, you were just my. Fa- I couldn't even fathom how I would ever be allowed to play a club someday because people were still weren't letting me play clubs, and so I would see you all the time. Anyway, we made these flyers, not you, but me and my friend, that said, "Not even a terrorist attack will keep this show from happening." The no show, way! The show was scheduled for September twelfth. No fucking way! Why did we put that on a flyer? That is whose idea was that? Mine and my friend. Do you think you're psychic? Weirder things have happened. I'm not going to say I predicted 9 11. Right. sound insane. Right. But I'm winking. Yes. Yeah. No, and then, so then after that, then we trashed those flyers. I wish I still had them. Right. So then we had to cancel it and then redo the benefit. And then we gave the money to the firefighters. I guess we were like, right. fuck the women and the Taliban. Right. Still a yeah, fuck but, them. But we get it to the fire. Anyway, so. It was a great show, and thanks, and it was sold out, and you, you were great. Oh, you thanks. You the headliner. Cause oh, the thank you. But how annoying that must have been. And looking back now, if someone asked me to headline a benefit and they were some new starting out comic, I'd be like, fuck off. Oh, no. But I And hard. I had a month old baby at that time. That's right. Yeah. I don't know why. I and I was probably thinner than I am now. Fat fuck. Thyroid fucking. We like, how fat so I am. Thin. Yeah, I I'm sorry. She get fat. Shut up. So. <laughs> no, no one was <laughs> okay. So. Like, more tragic than 9 11 would be in 17 years if Judy got fat. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay. So anyway, I thought, <laughs> like, Jen Kirkman, Jewy name, Jewy, I've met you. I was like, oh, she's Jewy. There's, I thought at least half. Not even close. You know if Judy you're not even close to being Jewy. Like you're, you're Boston Catholic, like Needham, right? Are you from yeah, Needham, yeah. Mass? Like, but but did you know Jews growing up? Yes. 
You did. My town was had a lot of Jews in it. Oh, all right. That's good. Did you go to like bat mitzvahs and stuff? I went to bat mitzvahs. I went to, I just had Jewish friends. Right. So I did a lot of seders. I didn't host Right. I mean, I went. Right. Opened the door for Elijah. Yeah, yeah. And then my family was very like, we weren't religious. (laughs) Like we're not Christian. Right. And I was saying like the difference between Catholic and Christian is like, Christian, like Catholic is literally more closer to an atheist who's like just in case kind of thing. Right. And a Christian is really like living it, you know, whatever. And my mother would be like, think it was very weird to even mention Jesus in the home. Uh, so right. Go to church once a week. Jesus. God sees you. Yeah. yeah, true, true. But if we ever prayed at dinner, she'd be like, "We're not doing that." Like if she was. We're just not. Like, Sorry, Jen. We're not gonna. We're not gonna pray <laughs> yes, at dinner. Because she used to say, "God doesn't need to know." God doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> Shit and fat, shit and fat. But there was, there is shit a and fat. Jewishness about my mom in a way. I don't really know how to. Describe is she the it. Polish German one? She's German. Her dad's German. Her mom's French Canadian. Let me tell you something. <laughs> there is a Jew. She is a Jew. My <laughs> nana hated my grandfather. He was German. Because he was a horrible person, I guess. Right. And she would say to me, I'm so sorry I made you have German in you. She goes, I don't have any in me. Right. You're German. She says, I hate the Germans. So wait, did they get divorced? <laughs> no, he just shit. died at 16. She was All right. pretty psyched. That's great. Um, sounds really healthy. No, so, all right. So anyway, you have two older sisters yeah. that are older, older. They're 10 and 14 years older. So do you think you were a mistake? It's 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 hard to say. It's, it's my parents don't say that I am not because they're trying to be like, like chased. they could tell you now. I yeah, mean, you have enough but fucking they don't yeah. because there's a there's always a layer of narcissism involved where right. it's like it has to be. No, no we we totally. I didn't think I could have kids because I had endometriosis, and I went to all these doctors, and I had one doctor who said, "Take a chance, Joanne, and one way <laughs> to get rid of it is to try to get pregnancy. You're a miracle." So and nothing can be just we made a mistake here, you're right? Right. It has to be like a big there was fucking a hardship, and I overcame right. it, and you're right. a miracle. That's Jewy. That's what I'm saying. That's very Jewy. Yeah, so sorry. That's what they tell me is that they wanted another, but right. there was endometriosis, and some miracle doctor put her on the pill, which cured the endometriosis, and then she had me. So, when I I have two kids, and they're five years apart. So when they were ten and fifteen, I didn't want another fucking kid. No. What the fuck is wrong with your parents? I don't think they. Did. Well, are you close with your sisters? The yes, actually, uh, not until I was a little older. But my the one that's ten years older, we talk every day. I mean, we. Text so she's day. like my age ish. She's 53. Okay. And then the what about the 57-year-old? She's in Vermont. She's 57. Um, she's more like reclusive and kind of like... Is she married? She's been married a bunch, but she's not oh. married now. But she's great. I mean, we all get along and we're all right. super liberal and all that stuff. Oh, it's just like um, my family. <laughs> but but my oldest sister's a little more on the Bernie side of right. things. And oh. it's too much I can't for me. With, I, can't I can't with Bernie. I can't. As, I can't. I cannot. Like I, don't. I can't. First of all, she goes, shut up. None of, nothing you say is going to fucking happen. Nothing you fucking say is going to ever happen. And it's not because I'm a centrist. It's because you literally don't understand how government works. Right. You fucking kids. Wait, what about- a Russian agent. I'm sorry. And it's going to come out before the Okay, things. here's what I, I have to, to say. Crazy. This is what I have Joe to say. Stein, Bernie, same. Okay, listen. The fact that- Fuck. The fact that he- becomes a Democrat to be in the race, takes their money, then after the race is over, is like, fuck you, Democrats. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck that's, you. That's called spreading chaos. Yeah. His campaign manager was and w- a partner of Trump's in the Ukraine. Right. Ted Divine and Manafort. Hello, people. I can't. I can't with him. He, and and he's a misogynist, too. Remember yeah. during the, during yes. the debates with the finger point? Oh, shut up. Uh, and you, there's videos of him when peop, when women confront him and he puts his hand in front of their yeah, face. Yeah, he pushes them aside. Yeah. They're like, he can't be one. I'm like, so a 73-year-old man can't have some blind spots and right. be a misogynist? He's right. the first one. The first white male. Right. The only one. Oh, right. Okay. And, and they're like, he did this in Vermont. I'm like, I know... From these hippies, my right. sister has lived there for four and her, years. Yeah, exactly. Who leaves New York at eighteen? That's when you come to New York. Uh, All right, whatever. Okay, uh, so your so your sisters were kind of out of the house when you were like in school and high yeah, school so and by everything. Seven, I was an only child. By and how old were your parents at that point? They were older. They had me at thirty-eight. So I don't know. Do, they were in their late forties. Right. So that's like me. Mine were forty and were forty-eight. Never, like they they were always like a my house had all these weird 
it was like my sisters were like Led Zeppelin right eight tracks they left those right i was wearing bell bottoms in the 80s because right. of hand-me-downs my parents are more like johnny cash elvis 50s right they weren't like the other parents who are younger in the 80s right. so i was in a time warp always like i have a weird sense that's the way i wa- like i my parents were older yeah and then you know we watched like my mother listened to the ink spots I don't know that. Yeah, because it's the 30s, 20s and 30s. Uh, My mother's born in 22. My father's born in 1916. Whoa. Yeah. This will make, wow. Dead and deader. But anyway, oh, mom, dad. So, um, but, and my grandmother was born in 1896. Wow. Yeah. And so, I mean, I even remember our cooking, like I remember my grandmother baked a lot. I remember our sifter, like all these things from sifter, yeah. from the 20s, like their bakings. I, I have a recipe thing, too, that's so cool because of the handwriting and the recipes. and everything. But it's interesting because yeah. it's true. It is like a time warp. It's like their values and what they, their pop culture, whatever, was not the same as, um, <laughs> you know, all these parents in their 30s. Yeah, I was in a completely different thing so i right. had a different sensibility which now i'm grateful for right. i actually didn't mind then either but i knew what stuff was and so i was kind of an eccentric right. kid right i wasn't up on right. things. i was sort of behind did everyone call you an old soul growing no. up no and i hate that expression i do too it just means i i want a fast track to be taken seriously so right I'll just say this word here's no, the other thing that i need to yeah. discuss yeah. it's going off on a tangent right. but you know like i mentioned i fell and everything yeah. and then and I had an ear infection and all this. And then someone texts me, you know what? It's the universe's way of saying you need to slow down. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, it isn't. I say it's that, not that- the universe's fucking way of fuck, fucking shit. Uh, what? I don't not agree with no, that. No, but see, people who say that are getting it wrong by an inch. Here's right. what it is. Right. If you fall down and all that happens, you can do two things about it. Go over here, get crazy, make it worse. Or you can say to yourself, hey, what's a lesson I could learn from this? Maybe it's okay right now to stay slowed down. It doesn't mean this happened because of that. And when people talk like well, that. Well, I can't. Wa- I hate that shit. You know that. But I, I And, and then I do shit. Like I got the ear infection and then I'm like Googling what, you know, because, you know, eat, every time you get sick, like sinuses means blank or this. Well, yeah. Right. So then I'm looking, what does the ear mean? So the ear means you don't want to hear something. <laughs> that was like um and I had vocal cord issues a right. couple years ago and a lot my friend told me to go to this nutritionist because for this acid <sighs> reflux diet yeah. which was great and I just needed someone to explain to me this makes the body acidic this doesn't right. but sometimes it's okay to have this I just right. give me a list I'm I'm off I'll right. do it and this, I can figure it out myself. This woman got right. Well, you have to start eating meat. I haven't eaten in thirty years. But that's not why I, my vocal cords are busted. It's because I tore. But there's right. acid reflux. I can feel it coming up. Right. Well, maybe that. She finally was like, I don't know why it's not getting better. I'm like, because you haven't given me the foods to eat and not. To right. Eat. And she goes, Do you think there's a childhood trauma like? Oh, shut up! Ask me if I was molested. She goes, because sometimes we lose our voice because we feel our voice. Oh God, away. I can't. I, I can't said, with this. I said, I'm sure that's true. But you've literally never put me on the acid-free diet, which is what... So then right. I saw a normal doctor right. who put me on it. It cleared up. And then he goes, you know what? These are so inflamed. And no one's giving you steroids. It cleared up. Right. Your How's your up. penis after the steroids? It's shrunk. Oh, all right. I don't use it ever. Yeah. Um, but anyway, but I was like... <laughs> Give it I to me. Believe, I can't believe she would say you were molested. I don't know this woman. I, I hate people. All right. Anyway. Hey, everyone. You know... One of my favorite things in life, if not my most favorite thing in life, which, yeah, it's arguably my most favorite thing in life besides my kids, and is food and eating. Eating is my favorite activity. And eating is better and easier with Factor. Factor, I'm telling you, I tried their stuff. It is delicious. It is great. It is high quality and they are, when I say ready to eat meals, they're ready to eat in two minutes. They're not frozen. They're never frozen. They're chef crafted, dietitian approved, and literally you heat them for two minutes. Every week you have over 35 options to choose from. They have calorie smart, protein plus, keto. I just did chef's choice. 
60 or more add-ons that you can stay fueled up. They had these juice shots that were incredible. These are restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat when you are ready to eat. That's it. And they're really good. Elisa loved them too. There's no prep. There's no mess. I've tried a lot of these different kinds of meals. Factor is amazing. And so convenient. It's so great to get home from a long day of like schlepping around and knowing you have this delicious meal waiting for you in the refrigerator that takes two minutes to heat up. And you can pause, you can reschedule your deliveries at any time. It is a great solution for those nights and days that you're looking for fast, great, delicious options with no cooking required. Okay? And factor is less expensive than takeout. So what are you going to do? Because I'm telling you, you have to believe me. I never lie. Factor is amazing. You're going to head to factormeals, F-A-C-T-O-R-M-E-A-L-S dot com slash Judy Gold 50, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D 50, five zero. Okay. Judy Gold 50. And use code J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D five zero, Judy Gold 50 to get 50% 50% off. That's code JudyGold50 at factormeals.com slash JudyGold50 and get 50% off. It's worth it. You're welcome. So let's go back. So were you popular in like high school and like what were you involved no. in? I was um purposeful outcast like because my family was very my dad's a greenskeeper of a golf course like he's basically bill murray and caddyshack right so we were the like like a fancy golf course no like a, not like not uh we hate jews okay no it was Got like, you. i own my own plumbing company right and i'm a cop that is gonna have a good pension right and what <laughs> about your mother jews, right but, but i don't think jews would we ever want to go near that place right 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 um my mother didn't work until uh i was like 18 and she, and she worked at like a library at a school. Did she go to college? Mm, she went to secretarial school in the fifties. Oh, that's like my mother. Well, she has an associate had an associate's degree. All right, maybe my mom did. But anyway, so we were we didn't have a lot of money, and so I hung out with like a couple other kids that did, right that were more like lower working class or whatever you want to call it. Right, because we couldn't have afforded to live in the town that we lived in if the house hadn't come with my dad's job. Right. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Probably hate that I'm saying this, but whatever. Um, <laughs> but so. But I had like my couple other working class friends are still my friends today. Right. Then I had the kids at school I just thought were such assholes. Like right. there was something about me that was like I'm not better than them. I know, like, I feel the same way because I got I got bullied I every got bullied, day. But I and was I was good. like, but but you're gonna be you're an asshole. Yeah. Like I was, like, I was I hate that this exists in the world. Right. But I'm not upset that you don't like me because You're an asshole. You're but and you're a boy. And why do you fucking think you're so great? Like that's the other thing. Like yeah. I, I would look and go you're like a fucking asshole. Like, boys why do you th- physically bully me? Yeah. Which was really weird. I am the mean girls thing. The girls were very quiet. The boys right. would physically bully me and I would have to fight back. And then the teacher would say, well, then don't do things to make them do it. Like I came to school. Oh, I school. hate that yeah. shit. Yeah. And then okay. Uh, I came to so girls, what? Like Mozart once. Like I was, I thought I was funny. <laughs> Because uh, had just come out. And right. Like, oh, I love that movie. I don't know what I did. I, my, my parents would encourage me. They're like, that sounds great, Jen. You know, like, just right. go do it. And and then in high but, school. And you were close with your grandmother, too. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. And then in high school, I got more like, it was literally like from a movie. I had an older neighbor, a couple years older, this punk rock guy down the street. He like walked over to my house in the summer before you enter high school. And he was like, here's a mixtape of like some punk rock bands. You should be into this and I was like okay wait just a guy down the street yeah he was like the older guy in high school that like did he molest you no okay he used to smoke cigarettes on the front porch with my right. dad oh okay I wasn't allowed to hang out with him right 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 so anyway so I became like all black but not goth but like punk rock but like theater very right. serious actress gonna be in the crucible right but wasn't cast um ugh then it was in a band, like, I'm the lead Just singer. artsy, like, total, now did you smoke pot? No, I never did. No dr- drugs? I was, I was, my whole goal in life was to be James Dean. I'm going to go to New York, I'm going to smoke, I'm going to drink coffee. So I started smoking at right. like 15. And then, but no drugs. I thought people who did drugs were stupid. I thought it right. not smart people. So right. I never got into it. I have smoked pot in my life, but it's so harsh on me. Right. And I don't like the eating. I oh, like I love the high. edibles. I do. All right. Anyway, I like to feel relaxed. So well, I, I like, like to feel high so that I don't have to. Th- 
have my brain telling me what a fucking piece of shit I am. All right, uh, so, okay, so would you say you were popular in high school? I had my friends. Were you me. like in like every group? I was in my own thing, kind of. Okay, like then, an individual. Yeah, and then as this thing happened in the early '90s with Nirvana and all that, when all that we yeah. just became the mainstream, right? The mainstream like football cheerleader, boring kids. Yeah, started to dress like my group of weirdos. Right, and we were like, "What is happening?" So right. it was very strange. So they right. wanted to be friends with us, and we were like, "But you're boring." So, but yeah, I had my little group. We were called the Freaks mm-hmm. before Freaks, like Freaks and Cakes. <laughs> all right, so <laughs> did Freaks. did you? So you. Did you apply? Like, you went to... I, all right, so here's yeah. my Emerson. I don't, you probably heard this, but I wanted to go to Emerson. I got into Emerson, and my parents wouldn't let me go to Emerson because Judith uh, Radkes <laughs> is uh, $2,500 a semester. Right. And, uh, you know, I'm not spending... And it's it's a very good... Too bad. So yeah. that was it. I had no choice, even though I feel like had I gone there... I would have had a different career path. Oh, no. No? All right. If it was a bad school and I went, it was a nothing. Because right. they had they had things that didn't make sense there. Like, I was an acting major, but they wouldn't let us inter- interact with the um, kids who did television. The, those kids got to go to, to internships in L.A. We weren't allowed to. We weren't allowed to be in. It was you were in theater or nothing. Don't act in those TV right. things. And, and there was no technology then, so now it's a good school. Right. And you know what? You would have had an inorganic career path. Because I had a kid come up to me like 15 years ago. He had a business card. Right. And he's like, I just did my first half hour. I'm like, excuse me. And he's like, I majored in stand up. I'm like, no. no. What the? F- you can't major in stand up. Yeah, Thank you, Eddie Brill. Yeah. Um. So. But anyway, but I, he, what's so funny? But is, did you apply to other schools? Yeah. So I got into SUNY Purchase, and my mother wouldn't let me go because she was scared of New York and thought it was New York City. Even though right. It's not even close. But I okay. I wanted to be a dancer. I could take and dance my whole life, and I right. didn't realize this is my favorite story in the world. I didn't realize I wasn't at a certain age. You have to then go to Boston Ballet and go right. fifty times a week and not let your body develop and all right. That. So right and get molested, the, yeah, yeah. Right by the head of the point. ballet company. Yeah, right when I'm like about eleven or twelve, where it's like, yeah. okay, I either go full anorexic Boston ballet or I just stay an average kid. My teacher came to my mom's house. I didn't know this, so this is not. Mm-hmm. To my, she's like, I have no more to give Jen. She's pretty good. She should audition for Boston Ballet if she really wants to go for this. She should find out now whether or not she's qualified right but but she's not going to learn the intense technique and then from me from me and then her body will develop and then it's over and my mom was like oh we don't want to drive into boston and do lessons but thank you diane i'm so glad she's good and then never told me this whole time i'm like i'm gonna be a professional dancer right and i thought just by going to mrs dubois school of dance three days a week so I'm 18. I start applying to all the big dance, right. dance UMass, right. and this and that. We're driving everywhere. I go into my first audition. It's so overwhelming. These right. people already look like they were right, proud. right. And I was like, and this person was like, "How many more of these art places are you going?" They're basically stopped right. now. And he's like, "You have a body. You have a butt. You right, have a butt." Which I don't compared to most people, but right. compared to a dancer, right, right, like right, Kardashian. And he's like. You can't. Literally, your ass is too big for college. So I was like, what? And my mother goes, funny story. Your teacher came to me. I'm like, I hate you. I was so mad at her. So I go to Emerson, and there's just like people rolling on the ground doing interpretive dance and right. donuts at the right. audition. I was like, okay, well, I could probably go here. Right. And then I majored in acting. <laughs> And then it was really expensive. So when my mom got her job, she got it a few years before I graduated high school. Mm-hmm. And she got it so that I could go to whatever college I wanted. And she that, that was like her entire salary right. was putting. But then I got some scholarships and I did work study and I did loans, tons of loans. Right. So it was outrageously expensive. And then did you do stand up while you were at Emerson? No, I didn't even. I thought I, I didn't even want to do comedy. I wanted to be a very serious actress. And right. And my friend would tell me you're funny you start ranting and yelling and right 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 things. i'm like yep yeah, um, no i'm gonna be a very serious actress like, <laughs> and they were like and i would audition for things at school and people would be like it's not good like just <laughs> anytime i tried to be serious it kind of come off funny right i didn't get it i was like, angry about it I'm like, right. i don't want to be funny please take me seriously right not realizing you can get taken very seriously you're doing stand right so then it wasn't until i i someone said you should try stand up so 
I was so, like, influenced by adults. I didn't know that you don't have to then go find an adult and get their permission to right. do it. And I went to the dean of Emerson and said, can I can I do stand-up? Like, can I? Like, I don't right. know. He goes, well, you would have... He goes, all the greats start at 18. So you're already too old. You're 21. He's like, prior, this, that. He's like... Oh, yeah. That's so true, too. Phyllis Diller started at 37. Take care. And he's like, you have to start in New York. I'm like, oh, all right. It was so weird. And then I'm like, okay, well, I guess that's settled. Right. So you graduated. I graduate. And then like a month after graduation, I see Norm MacDonald at the comedy something in Boston connection. And I just got this feeling overwhelming in my heart of like... I have to do this. Right. I, I'm up there. I don't want to be with the people right. in the audience and have them think I'm one of them. I'm one of them. Right. Points, points to the stage. Right. So then I run backstage. How do I become a comic? He's like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I, he's a nice guy. He was so nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine somebody I don't know. who's never been on stage? And then, All right, so first time. The first time was very easy because it was so not a real place. What was do you know it? Eugene Merman, right? Of course. He's the one that got me started. I love him. We met at he lives on the Cape now. I know. He was on the show. He was. I have to listen to his episode. Wasn't he? Oh no, he said he'd be on the show. Yeah, I know. I'll on Star Talk. Judy. Yeah, he, yeah, he better <laughs> fucking be on. Oh, yeah, he owes me big time. I love him. Yeah, so I was yeah. at this audition to like it was like for a game show host, and you had to get up on stage and say like two funny things. What? Then, what? It was a game show. Was it like Comedy Central game show host? Or? It was even before Comedy Central All existed. Right. It was going to be like a local boss. Okay, show. got it was you. Nothing. But okay. you got up on a stage at a comedy club and said right. two lines and sat down. And Eugene, I don't even know what I said. And then he was sitting back there. I was saying in my mind, like, I imagine Andy Warhol would be sitting somewhere just right. like, being all weird. And he's right. like, dude. I have a stand-up room. I do. Here's a flyer. It's a booked open mic. I'm, I didn't even know what that meant. Right. He's like, "Can you be on it next Thursday?" I'm like, "Sure." He's like, "You do stand-up, right?" I'm like, "Oh yeah," and I never had. And then I got—I was living with my parents. Then I got nervous and I called him at like 1 a.m. I'm like, "It's the girl you met at the thing." I don't really do stand-up. He's like, "It's just an open mic." He's like, "It's that's okay." I was like, "Oh, right. okay, sorry." Oh. And I drove my parents' Oldsmobile to um, this place in Somerville, Massachusetts, like the back of a bar. Right. And it was just me and like. 20 other people my age. Anyone that we know now? Me. <laughs> That's it? <laughs> no one else no. for the mention. No, no, honestly, no, because I a lot of them, um, my friend Patrick, Patrick Burley, who became a writer for Fallon, he's he was in that scene. Uh, Brendan Small, who did home movies, mm-hmm. that cartoon show, and then Eugene and me. It was, that was the four people. So did you, but I sat what was your first joke? Uh, it was it was written out. It was bad. I don't even I don't even want to say it because it hurts my heart. Right, but go. I didn't end up saying it on stage. All right, what? I ended up telling a story about how I lost my virginity later in life and had been lying about it my whole life. Right. So I just told a story, and I had women's magazines, and I'd make fun of them, even though I'm so into them. Right. And then I would smoke a cigarette and sit on a stool. I literally just I didn't know alternative comedy was going right. on. So at the same time, you've got Mr. Show and Janine. I right. literally never heard of these people. David I Cross. Knew, yeah, I yeah. knew Whoopi Goldberg. I knew Lenny Bruce. That was I just listened to Lenny Bruce right. records all the time. I had no fucking idea right. this alternative comedy thing at all. Nothing. Right. It was in my own bubble. I'm the same way now. I haven't seen any of the shows everyone's talking about. Whatever. Okay. So, so you're te- so you're sort of doing alternative comedy, not like punchline joke. I mean joke yeah, punchline. Yeah. You know, set and up punchline. One woman show in about a year on Broadway. Broad, right. Broadway. Right. We'll do it. We'll do that for Broadway. Okay. So. um and then I got my ass. But, all right. So you that. But did you feel great after that first night? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like intoxicating. I was like, it was almost just like, oh, I'm right. And it'll never be hard. Right. And here I go. And then the second time is shit. Yeah. It starts yeah. to get worse and worse. Yeah. And then Eugene did this thing. This is the, my favorite thing he ever right. did. He, you know, those bringer shows that like stand up New York. and all Yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, he didn't tell me what they were. He just said, I booked us at a comedy club in New York. I'm like, oh my God. And we took a bus here. And then we got there and the guy was like, how many people did you bring? He's like, well, we don't live here. And he schmoozed his way in. Right. And so we both got to perform. And I did my little act. I would, this it's so bad. I would play a James Taylor song on a boom box uh-huh. and then stop it and then talk about how he was like a physically abusive <laughs> To us, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, oh yeah. Why? Because it's like, so yeah, it's that's kind of funny. That is funny. Like, watch out for hippie men; they're the most violent. Right. 
Right. Which, in theory, is funny, but I right. doubt I was saying anything funny. Right, right, right. It was like, right. in your face, you've never thought of this right. before, everybody. And the host was like, what the fuck was that? And the whole club was like, ah, ha, 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 laughing at me. Right. And I was like, oh, my God. But I still was like, they don't get it. Right. Such an asshole. And now I'm like, I can't even believe anyone lets me perform. Like, the ego is gone. Right. Reverse. Well, it's good. That's good. Yeah. So the first year I was such a dick, and then um, I couldn't get stage time at clubs. I was trying to rape. But you were, but you were still living in Boston, right? Yeah. And then I moved after a year. I moved to New York, so I moved here. Where'd you? What part of New York? I went right to Brooklyn. I was okay. Eighteenth and Park. Okay. Something in Park Slope. And are you doing sets? And how are you making money? I always had a day job. I always tempt. And then I worked. I was someone who also, before I started making money, enough money to yeah. live off, uh, worked. I knew so, that, Because yeah. I did not want to be one of those, you know, I'm really you know, broke. It's like, then fucking get up and get a job. And I, and I, uh, I and I wanted health insurance too. Mm-hmm. So I, um, I, I would barter. Really bar- yeah. Health insurance. I worked at that's, like, that's a Jew thing. Yeah. I was like, why would I not? I worked at a dot com. I was a nine right. five executive assistant. And in Boston, I'd been at Boston Ballet, like a group sales manager and like had a real job, like right. helping inner city kids find out about the ballet and sell right. tickets and this. So like I always had that responsibility and I love desks and like organ. I love right. jobs and having a desk and stuff. Right. So like. Ugh. I mean, I don't now, but I like right. to own... Yes, yes, know. yes. Now, so what What year is this that you're this here? This is 98, 99, 2000, 2001. Okay. So it's like... So then, tell us about... So I'm doing Luna Lounge. I'm doing yeah. B3. All these, every little... You're doing the alternative. Surf reality. I'm trying yeah. to get into clubs. They just are like, nope, nope, nope. It's so funny because I was in all the clubs and I wanted to do the alternative because oh. I always felt like I was a storyteller and they yeah. were like, No. Oh, that's so terrible. It's like, yo, shut the fuck up. Hemda was a was, regular at Surf Reality. That was like her little family reality, group. Yeah. yeah. It was so, Hemda. Like, it was so um, divided. And I was like, I'm not trying to not be alternative. I right. I am. And I guess I, I've nurtured it that we get it. I got to learn how to do clubs. Right. And I learned how to do them by moving to LA, weirdly, even though there's less there. Right. But. So, 2001, 9-11. I love 9-11. And I might go to the museum after this because I'm okay. a free ticket. Anyway, okay. I'm obsessed with 9-11. Okay, so you were there. My birthday. Yeah. And I talk about it. I have a podcast. I talk about it every episode. I'm, I think it's the greatest day of my life. Hmm. Everything changed that day for me. Because there was a, a neurosis and a selfish, like... Me, 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 yeah. anxiety was real, but the other part of it where it was just self-focused... Right. Went away. I was like, right. "How can I when people are dying and I'm so lucky?" Right. No, this is this shit's over. And then of course it, like it, that doesn't last that long. Right. But it was a nice. Okay, so job. you were at you were working in the. Oh my god! This is the best story of all time. Okay. Oh my god. Okay. So the night before, I realize I'm dating someone. Who? Uh, he's a Jew, John. Okay, that's his last name. N- so no H, J O N. No H. Okay, go. He's so, so funny. He was super Jewy and he would get mad at me sometimes and be like, my family wants to marry someone Jewish, the Holocaust, this and that. I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't want to break up with yeah. me, you know? <laughs> so anyway, and he's like, we're not having a Christmas tree if we ever get married. I'm like, oh, fine. We want to, you know? So anyway, long story short, cut to, I break up with him. Right. Cut to, he moves to LA. We become friends again. He is now married to the most Catholic, like, woman who's like Mexican heritage right? <laughs> and every year with the tree and the Facebook wow. and, we, and we email each other and I laugh and it's right. so lovely and he's a delight. Right. Anyway, he became a very successful TV writer. But anyway, so we're, I'm, we're dating. I think I'm unhappy. I think I'm in love with my good friend who just moved to LA and uh, he, my friends are like, Oh dude, all you talk about is your friend. You, you, you know, and I go, I do want to move to LA. I don't know. Anyway, I get very drunk and I call my friend, I think, but I'm sort of like very drunk. I don't remember. And I tell him in a voicemail, like, I'm in love with you. And I don't remember. This is John with no age. John was my boyfriend. This was, oh, this is a different. So okay. This, this was Cali. Oh, okay. My LA boy. And what's Bob? Bob Jewish? Yeah. No, he's not Jewish. Right. His name's not really Bob. But let's right. say Bob moves to L.A. We were really right. close. I suddenly am talking about a lot of my friends are like, you see me. Okay. Nine ten. I call him at like three in the morning, back of a cab. I love you. Okay. Next All right. day. Wait. I, let's do the phone call. I don't. Hi. Really this think... is Bob. Uh, please leave a message after the hey, beep. It's Jen. I I don't love John. I think I love you, but I don't want to. I might want to move to LA, but if you love me, I'll dump John and come there. But if I if you don't, I won't. Okay. Bye. It was like that. Beep. Beep. 
Okay. So I go to, to send bed. your message with urgent delivery. <laughs> All right. I don't think I even had that yet. I go to bed. Yeah. I'm supposed to be at work at 10 every day. This day, they're like, come in at 9. Okay. 9 11, we have to be there early. Right. We didn't know it was 9 11. I'm working at a startup company. It's a dumb company. It doesn't right. exist anywhere. So I wake up like three hours sleep, drunk and hungover. I feel right. like I'm just an idiot, 26 right. year old. I'm on the subway. You know, uh, in Brooklyn, it goes above ground for a little bit. Yes. So you can see the Trade Center. Yeah. Hadn't happened yet. It goes underground, plane must have hit. Right. So I didn't see it. I get up above ground and I, I look at my phone and I see all these calls to Bob and I'm like, what? And then it starts, I remember, and that message I just left right. to me and I go, oh my God, he was a very sensitive person. Right. Like he wouldn't have liked that I handled it that way. Right, that right, right. lost the friendship. Right. Um, we did end up dating years later. But anyway, so I'm obsessed with myself and I'm leaving voicemails to friends. Oh my God, and I'm late for work and I'm supposed to be there at nine. And it's right. and I'm at my little coffee cart that I go to every day and I'm like, oh, crazy day. And he's like, yeah, right. And I'm like, woo, one of the weirdest. And he's like, yeah, they say it's a drunk pilot, though. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I'm talking about, I left a voicemail on my friend, and he's like, excuse me, do you ever... Not Get out of it? yourself? Yeah. And he points, and I look, and I'm like, oh, oh. And he's like, they think it's a drunk pilot. So the second one hadn't hit yet or something. Right. And then I go into the building at work. Which I, is where? 23rd and 6th. Okay. So it's not far. Right, right, but right. But it's not close. Right. Um. I mean, it's not close at all. But anyway, so it's I, close. It's so close. It's so close. I smelled it. Smell. I smelled it. For sure, but for I wasn't in danger of like a falling debris. It's super close. It's pretty close. Yeah. If if we if there were no buildings, you'd be like, oh my god, that's so close. All right, yeah. go ahead. So anyway, I get into work, and this guy goes, a plane hit. The, I go, drunk pilot. He goes, another one hit, and then. Two drunk pilots. I was, <laughs> I, but my whole life, my parents are like nuclear war. The world's going to end. Destruction, destruction. So I Jewish. Think, Go ahead. So I've been sort of like <laughs> waiting for this moment in a way. Right. Like I'm ready. And right. I, was like, I screamed. This is terrorism. I'm like, go, oh, everyone, do this. We need batteries. We need water. Everyone's like, what is happening? Why are you so on top of it? I'm like, because I've been waiting. This anxiety's yeah. been released. Right. You just made posters. Yeah. Like the glo- <laughs> That's right. right. I was like the global. Anxiety that everyone's right. feeling, and I feel this way now with Trump. I can relax when everyone else is freaking right. out because I'm, you know. So, and then my boss wouldn't let us leave, and I'm like, it seems to be like a, the world's ending. He's right. like, well, let's just. Where else are we gonna go? And then he's, he's like, did he want you to get work done yeah, or? Oh. We had a meeting scheduled that day with Cantor Fitzgerald. I'm like, I heard they all just died. Legitimately, right. everyone in the company just died. He goes, can you call over there? I'm not calling over there. Right. The phone. Who the fuck? I is this your boss? What's his boss, name? Evan. Jewish. I knew it. And he used to make fun of me for taking yoga class. He goes, right. on a workout. And then he quit the whole scene. And became a yogi? Yoga. Yeah. Fuck Evan. And he, All right. he emails me once in a while to see if I'll do private stand-up at parties, and I never write back. No, you can't do private stand-up no, at parties. It's like That's like that? fucking the worst thing ever in the whole world. No. All right, go Didn't ahead. Did you do stand-up once at another Judy Gold's private party? Yes, I did. Judy Gold's that's birthday funny. party in Chicago. She's like a big macher. And uh, you know who was there? Tammy Duckworth was there. Why do I know that name, but I don't know that name? She's a senator. Oh, Tammy yeah. Duckworth is yeah. a senator. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I know. I was thinking and, comics. Uh, you know, she was in the, she has no, le- she's a, yeah, 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 she's the greatest. And and it was like a, it was really fun, actually. Well, though. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes they suck. All right. Most of the, 99%. Anyway, so right, short, I'm like, oh my God, I try to call John. He worked on Chambers Street. Right. And, uh, John with no H. John yeah. with no H. And I, the, we, we didn't know that yet, that it was the day Terror, that no yeah. one's cell phone worked. So I thought if your cell phone didn't work, you must be dead. Right. So it was some weird noise happened and I thought he died. And so that was really weird. And then he literally had walked up to my work and he was covered in dirt. And he was like, he's like, I have 500 bucks cash. Maybe we can get out of here. I'm like, where will we go? He's like, I don't know. So I, I had a, this is the other weird thing about 9-11. I never wore, you know, I'm not like a shoe girl. Like, you right. know, like with the people with the high heels. I don't like that. But yeah. I love shoes. But I went and bought this like funky kind of like real crazy shoe that you don't walk around in New York. Right. I bought it the weekend before that Saturday. And I was like, I never would wear these because I walk so much. Right. And they're like, it's a great shoe if you ever need to break out into a run. And I go, why would I need to break out into a run suddenly in oh New York? Right. And I and we were having this weird conversation. I'm like, I don't know if if what if I had right. to. I said some weird thing anyway. So. I was going to wear those shoes that day, and then something told me to just wear sneakers. And it was so weird. All wow. Weird, but it was the day I left my Klonopin at home, too. So that was weird. 
So wow. I didn't have a to take. But anyway, so I lived in Brooklyn, so I stayed with John on the Upper West Side that night. Oh, I was there. Oh, my God. Yeah. Do you know what was so weird? When we walked from 23rd to, like, almost 80th or whatever. Right. People were, like, at the Gap shopping at, like, 3 p.m. I'm like, what are you doing? There was business as usual going that, on. I... I I walked out and it was just people trying to get off Manhattan. You know, there was right. cars, people were walking. I had to go pick up Henry at kindergarten across Aww. town and walk back with him. Ben was a month old. And my ex, Sharon, is like, um, oh, I'm just going to stay at work. I'm like, Sharon, it's a fucking terrorist attack. Yeah, she what? got a cab. How the fuck did she get a cab? Where was she? Midtown. Yeah, there was like a lot of, where yeah. I was too, there was a lot of normalcy going on. They could right. totally have gotten a cab. Right. And then it the all stopped. Smell, oh, yeah. the smell. The next day, my boss made us come in. I'm and like, the, quiet, the quiet. The quiet. Because you didn't hear, there's no planes. It was so fucking weird. There was no, no. and I walked down as close as you could get to mm-hmm. where everything stopped. It looked like a movie. Right. There were no cars parked right. anywhere. Because nothing could be anywhere. Right. It could be a bomb. To see the military walking My around, friend came over, walked to my apartment. We all gave him clothes, and one of my neighbors gave him a bike, and he rode his bike home to Westchester to his family. Whoa. It was what? horrible. Yeah. All right, so. I love that. But see, the thing is, and then I was like, oh, I'm going to donate blood, and then that moment when, like, hours later, like, we don't need anything because everyone's dead. Yeah. And the smell, you could smell the bodies and the well, steel. Well, Ben, my little one, got a really bad infection, some sort of infection. He was under six weeks old. So they had to do a spinal tap, and we had to go to NYU where the morgue is, and it was set. It was two days later. It was it was the thirteenth or the fourteenth on the and I we got to the hospital, and I was breastfeeding, so I you know, but I wasn't going to leave him anyway. And we get to the hospital, and I said, "Oh, it must is it busy?" And they're like, "No, it's not." Because there's no bodies. But right? every time, yeah, every time they walk down the hallway with the IV and I heard the noise, it like I was like, oh, another plane's hitting. Like it was so fucking horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So after 9 11, mm-hmm. you change, basically. Do you think you ch- profoundly change or? No, it didn't last long. But I, okay. I, I just remembered. It was the first time that thought went into my head, which was powerful. I could always reference that moment. Um, but no, I didn't change. I just became more like, fuck, I, this can, th- we can go down anytime. I better be where I really want to be. Right. And at that point, <clears throat> for some reason, I really wanted to go to LA. It was just, right. I was a little bit like, uh, kind of being a little victim crap. Kid. Right. I was like, it's cold sometimes and it's hard. I'm right. tired. But I was tired. I mean, I right. did. Shows every night till 1 a.m. Right. Works at day jobs. I mean, I guess it's tiring. All right. So you go to L.A. So I go to L.A. on a train because I was I was afraid to fly. I to love LA. trains. Me too. I was so sad that our infrastructure is I know. Terrible. It's in really good shape. Go. But I, t- I took an We should build a wall. Country, go. Um, but w- not even because of 9-11. I would have anyway. I was afraid of flying. Right. But what was so annoying to me that 9-11 did to the city was not the actual I'm afraid of the terrorist attack. It was... The aftermath of the paranoia and the subway stopping and the anthrax. It was like, just life became like annoying. So I was like, I want to just. I mean, we went to the next game last night. It's like a line out, like, they go through your bag. They go, you know, you go through a metal detector. Like, I remember when I first started doing stand up, if you had to cancel a gig and you got a friend to cover for you, you could just give them your plane ticket. No one checked your fucking name. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I used to show up at cash at the airport yeah. when I used to fly to New York. Right. And no one was like, oh, you should pay cash for a ticket. Something's wrong. You know, it was no. like, yeah. But All can right. I ask, I was thinking this is really morbid thought when I was flying here yesterday. It is so weird to me that you can still walk into an airport and the security doesn't start until you start going to the gates. Like, right. the front doors, there's no metal detectors. I right. can just blow everyone away Right. at the ticket check. Right. I, mean, I wouldn't. You could also just walk in and steal everyone's shit from uh, the carousels. Yeah, 100%. That's true, too. I could just walk in. Although someone, you, that you run that risk of someone right. going, that's my suitcase. That's that. Yeah, but you can grab the ones that they set next to them right after. Oh, right, that no one's claimed yet. Right, yeah. right, right. I mean, it's weird anyway. Holiday so gift ideas. We still yeah. have that freedom in a way. But that's All right. Anyway. So you yeah. go to L.A. Well, what part of L.A. do you move to? I moved to Los Feliz. Ah, no 
that's where I moved first too. Yeah. It's very neat. My mother came to visit me there too. Oh. We had so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. I went and I found an ad on Craigslist and lived with these yeah. two hippies, this weird couple, and they were so awful. They're like, I'm glad everyone died in 9/11. Those money-making bankers, like whatever, like they would have. That's they're, great. They're like probably third-party voter kind of. Right. Thing. Is that when you yeah. had the joke about hippies being violent? No, that was before that. But oh, then weirdly, wow. this guy that lived in the house would always wear a wool blazer. And my friend said, you know, sociopaths don't notice temperature. I don't know right. if that's true. Is that true? No, I don't know. Or psychopaths. Um, Probably. But I was like, then it's I didn't know that. Did you know that? Uh oh. Wait, is that Alan true. Gold? Is that my brother? Okay, so. So then the girl moves out, <laughs> and then it's just me and the guy who looks like Charles Manson. And then he just starts, like, trying to hang out more. He's like, I didn't know you did comedy. Want to go see Steve Martin? I'm like, actually, I don't. Never been interested in Steve Martin. <laughs> Ever. So. Sorry to say. Um. Anyway, so then I we moved. won't tell Steve. So then I moved. I moved all over. But I love, lo- I love Los. I love Los. And I got an apartment with these two women. Ready? One of them uh, is still my friend. So, and then Shelly had the other room. There were three bedrooms. I had my own bathroom, even though I was only oh there God. part of the time because, you know, I'm the Jew. And uh, and I was like, do not use my bathroom when I'm away. I'm like, <laughs> anyway, I'm sure Shelly, we, we were like, Shelly, what do you do? You know, Shelly was this very large black woman, attra- very attractive face, but very obese and um, sweet and cats. And... Uh, <laughs> We each, you know, she worked from home, but in her room, you know, she did telemarketing. Oh, and then I find out phone sex operator. Absolutely. Yeah. So the phone sex operator is in the fucking room with her cat. Little do they know. That, uh, that they're being a stereotype? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Now, were you in L.A. to find fame and fortune in the sitcom world? Um, I went to L.A., to uh why did I first go out there? I got first when I first went out I got a Roseanne episode. Oh nice. Uh that was nineteen ninety one. Yeah. And then um I went out because I think so to do more I took more acting classes that were geared towards TV and preparing for a TV auditions. Yeah. But I also was working at the Improv, the Comedy Store, and the Laugh. I was like one of the only comics who worked all three. Right. And Mitzi had taken an interest in me, and she would give me the belly room every Friday night oh, at eight awesome. o'clock. She was so good to me. Um, As she should be. You're literally, I think, one of the greatest comics <laughs> that America Thank has you. produced. Okay. Thank you. Thank anyway. you. And so, anyway. and I always just wanted to be a great comic. So yeah. I. I uh, I was really doing a lot of stand, and then I got a series, the Margaret Cho series, which was great. And then I got a house and whatever. Um, so how did you? You're doing this sort of alternative. Yeah. Did you do on cabaret where they never let me do on cabaret? No, she didn't let me do it. She, said, she didn't let me do it. Yeah, she said it's more like Beth Lapidus. Yeah. And I'm like, the Sklar Brothers are celebrities? Yeah, I know. Sklar Brothers. <laughs> two of them. But, um, you know, I I was a little new to everything. Right. Now she loves me. Oh, Beth, I, I, I know. I don't mean like I'm a celebrity. I just mean like I think I was just new to town. Right, you know? right, right. Um, I get it. Sometimes there's... Right. Power. But uh, I was never part of that crowd. But I got really lucky when I moved here because my last couple months in New York, I had done Luna Lounge and some... Uh, comics from LA. Paul F. Tompkins had seen me. Right. And liked my stuff. And he told the guy that runs Largo about me and I just started to get to do Largo like the second I got here. Right. And so that was That's great. Cool. So that was like where I got to meet real comics who do both. Right. And in LA there was a more right. of a we do both kind of vibe. Right, right, right. And so then I started getting spots here and there at the improv always dying though, just a death. And I swear to God It's such a whole different vibe. I also think it was just worse back then. Like I forgot I was sort of starting at a weird time. Right. Bad bad people came to clubs that didn't know what they wanted to say. Right. Um, but yeah, and then so I just was working a day job, same thing. Like I worked at Lifetime TV. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I worked like in the web department. It was me and like a friend from college that I'd lived with in Brooklyn, my friend Evan, and then this woman, Sybil, Jewish Bell. And, um, my mother's my mother's middle name Sybil. Go with an S Y. Yes, S Y B I L. 
Yeah, so I did like I watched I watched clips of the Golden Girls and put them online and wrote Rose fell down or whatever. B. Arthur. Oh yeah. Love. Hey, you know you used to have a joke where your mother. Yes, but did you fall down? No, that's no. That was I play my mother's message. Where she says, Judith. Judith, where are you? I'm a wreck. Did you fall down? Maybe I'll call Marjorie and find out what happened. Judith, where are you? It's my so bit. long. And you did fall down. Look at it. Years later. And now I've fallen down. But I had a joke about how when my mother had her, you know, she had her cataracts removed and they gave them, you know, those big, yes. huge sunglasses. So she decided after she didn't need to wear them anymore that they were attractive and like she would wear them. And so I used to do a joke about her still wearing, and I was like, oh, she looks like B. Arthur as a welder, right? So. One night, one night I'm at Caroline's, it's Mother's Day, and she came in, and I do the joke, B. Arthur's a welder, and she pulls the glasses out and wears them for the oh. rest of the whole show. Oh, and then the, and then I was doing a show, I don't, I think it was San Diego, and I did the joke, and this woman came up to me after and goes, you know, I work at the company who makes the glasses. And she sent a box of, like, all different color cataract glasses to my mother. So she oh, had, amazing. Yeah. Did Those, you think she was kind of doing like a Jackie O thing? She was just, I don't, what's wrong with them? What is, I, you know, they're very good. They, they, uh, they block the sun. And, uh, yeah. People so. their parents is my favorite thing. Uh, yeah, no, Judith, I, I don't understand. Don't forget to tune in next week to Just Kill Me Now. Um, or, it's Just Kill Me. Oh. Don't forget to turn uh, for part two on Just Kill Me. No, it's not. It's just, just kill me. Now. No, no, Judy no. Gold's Just Kill Me. Just kill me now. Just, just kill me now. <laughs>